restaurant cafe just over a year ago now. As with many people in a workplace, we had plenty of common interests and it wasn't long before we hit it off talking about our passion for creating in the kitchen, nourishing our bodies and sharing great food with better company. Now, one year on and Molly is cultivating her mission as a qualified holistic nutritionist, launching her website goodegnutrition.com just days into the new decade. As with every mission, there is always a story, and Molly has kindly agreed to share hers with myself and the tribe. So, who is Molly, and how is Good Egg Nutrition an extension of her? Shall we find out? Alright, so welcome to the Earthling of the Month podcast for February. So, your background a little bit, I guess, where did the passion for mindfully going about looking after your body and nourishing mm-hmm. it in ways not just through food but mindful practices and things where did that come from i love moving my body and love eating well and taking care of my health but also not becoming too obsessed about it and um finding my own balance about it which i guess is what i'm so passionate about and why i created good egg nutrition mm. yeah so i think I think I have had a little bit of a past of, I'd never been diagnosed, so I can't say eating disorders, but sort of a disordered eating patterns. And mm-hmm. I think I had struggled with that for quite a few years um, through my late teens and even early 20s. I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are going through that. Mm-hmm. Even now, still, yeah, I find being more mindful about your eating um, and looking at health in a holistic sense has really helped uh, my mindset towards food and how my relationship with food is presently. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know that you're involved in or the people around you really support mm-hmm. body positivity. Mm-hmm. How do you think that, I guess, social media trend but also social trend yeah impacts the way that women in particular and young girls see their relationship with body food mindfulness movement Mm, I think social media is a funny thing because it's really like the highlight reel of your life so you know you see a skinny girl in a perfected position and you know all the her perfect meals and you don't really see the background to that and mm-hmm. I think um, that's where people have this perception where um, I don't know people can eat healthy all the time eat small amounts um, and attain this desired body that is shown throughout social media mm-hmm. it's not really realistic because everyone's different yeah and that's what I really like about um, I was reading through the kind of about the good egg nutrition mm. which we'll get onto your business and um, mm. things in a minute but um, how it's that holistic approach and personalized approach and it looks at people's genetics their lifestyle pre-existing mental health yeah that's is that your mark on in this world of nutrition and kind of information that you're hoping to get out there yeah definitely so I think you've just said it but (laughs) my approach 
focuses on personalized nutrition and a holistic approach so it does encompass the whole of you know your emotional psychological physical socioeconomic mm. and more aspects of your health mm. because it really all affects entire well-being yeah socioeconomic is a really interesting one to touch on because i mm. think sometimes people feel there might be a barrier to nutrition how would you advise or give tips around where to find good food at reasonable cost for people that are passionate about their nutrition yeah i think it's it's definitely a barrier socioeconomics to um health because you know you want to be able to access all these fresh pod produce but cost is obviously one of your struggles so i would recommend um i guess eating in season is definitely one of my biggest tips because it's often the cheapest and you're getting the freshest produce that's available around the area i know there's like those discount fruit and vegetable shops like spud shed mm. and stuff like that where you can get really heavily discounted um fruit and vegetables for quite a good price yeah um also relying on staples like beans and legumes um, and rice um because they are amazing nutrient-filled foods that are also quite cheap. And quite versatile as well. Like yeah. I've gone through your Instagram and um, some of the recipes on your website and they seem to could appear everywhere. Yeah. If it's not, if it's not some sort of um, sweet slice, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely. So I guess the New Year's in full swing by the time this podcast comes out in February... Mm-hmm we'll be into that month where people are kind of like, okay, the holiday season's really done and dusted. Mm. Yeah, I'm ready to hit the ground running. But a lot of people, mm. I don't know, I, I myself have done it before where you hold on to a lot of shame and guilt about how you've treated your body for the last three months mm. um, over that silly season, quote unquote. But I think the paradigm's slowly shifting. How do you think people can treat themselves with a little bit more love and as we enter February? Mm. Oh, I definitely think the kind of mindset towards New Year's resolutions is a very, like, all-or-nothing mindset. Mm. So, you know, you've had this month of um, indulging and treating yourself, and that's absolutely fine because life's about balance, and if that feels right for you, then go for it. And I think just the issues when people were starting these radical diets and eliminating a lot of food groups and stuff like that and entering the new year on strict regimes that aren't really sustainable Mm. and set them up for failure when really they should just be altering their diet slightly from the indulgences they have been having, let go of the guilt they may have or just leave that in the past and start fresh start new yeah just start yourself on more of a lifestyle rather than a diet Mm. and allow yourself to have a balance because it's almost one extreme to the other people go from that indulgence period to right I need to really restrict myself and then Mm. that obviously just turns into 
yoga dieting so I think yeah that more mindful practice around food mm. what are some sort of tips that you have about intuitive eating yeah I think intuitive eating is really good to implement in your diet or like your lifestyle it's just about being more mindful about what you're putting into your body what you are really feeling like eating or drinking and yeah being conscious about your food so some tips um, that I would suggest would be really sitting down and enjoying your food like taking your food bite by bite and really thinking of all the tastes and the textures and the um, spices and everything that encompasses your food I know a lot of us I'm guilty of it <laughs> as well as scrolling through social media or watching Netflix while you're eating yeah and um, you know those kind of distractions are the drivers of overeating and that's what makes us feel so bloated and sick after we eat if we feel like that mm. yeah because there's a lot of science behind digestion and slow mm. down eating food did you what sort of yeah I guess what takeaways do you have from learning about that that um, the econscious tribe can kind of benefit from well I think the main thing I think of, which is something I was going to touch on, is that when you're eating on the go, or you're eating in your car, or you know, you're running to work and you're chewing on a muesli bar or something like that, your body's in a flight or fight mode, so mm. it's not ready to rest and digest. Your um, fuel sources, so the food you're consuming, is going into storage and it's not ready to digest and produce energy mm. which can cause gut upsets and gut issues and I guess to some extent um, potentially weight gain because you're not I guess, yeah you're not digesting the food as and when you're eating it yeah so exactly you're feeling more hungry yeah when you when your body's at this point where it's like okay yeah I'm ready to eat now yeah exactly yeah. and I'm sure a lot of people um, find as well if they're stressed out they will reach for that chocolate bar or something to snack on even though they're not hungry just because they're wanting to grab something mm. you know wanting to distract themselves so intuitive eating is more about taking a minute when you get that urge yeah um and being like am i hungry or am i thirsty or do i need to get up and move my body am i bored is it exactly yeah yeah exactly or even when you I know everyone has those times where you come home late from work or something like that and you just want to, you're ravenous and you just want to head straight to the fridge and eat whatever's in the fridge. Mm. But just taking a time even to have a quick shower and then sit down and take a breath before you eat anything really changes your whole um, physiology in order to digest mm. your food properly. Yeah, it is interesting yeah. how it's something that we prioritise where it's like, taking a shower or taking some time out to sit on a meditation cushion when you get mm. home is just as important and does give back to your body in different ways whereas we go straight to the fridge or the pantry and yeah exactly yeah exactly I guess we've spoken about uh people you know being in that 
rush of work and kind of grabbing things conveniently. So convenience <laughs> is obviously a huge factor when it comes to the lifestyle choices that we do make around food um, and nutrition in general. And I kind of wanted to talk about nutrition in the sense of it not just being about food, but obviously like the other practices, which um, you're kind of an embodiment of. But mm. before we go into that, I wanted to get your thoughts on meal prep. I think meal prep is amazing, but it depends on the type of meal prep for the person. Yeah. So I know a lot of people like to cook a huge batch of something and put it in little containers and have that every day for lunch for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Whereas other people like to prep their food like roasting a huge batch of vegetables and then prepping all your greens and prepping some sort of protein whether it's like marinating tempeh or boiling eggs or cooking chicken or whatever and then kind of throwing together your lunches a little bit differently every day Mm. so that you don't get so bored of it Mm. because I know a lot of people do but um, I think meal prep is a really amazing way to just have food in the fridge ready to prepare. You don't have any excuses to go, oh, I'll just order Uber Eats or I'll just go out for dinner tonight again. Yeah. Yeah. What does your meal prep look like and do, do you do it often or is it when you know that you've got a big week coming up? Or I definitely have things like tuna and beans and stuff constantly in the cupboard um, because they're definitely my go-tos but yeah I like to do a big batch of roast veggies and greens and um, some sort of carbs like either I'll roast up potato or sweet potato or cook Mm -hmm. a big batch of rice or something yeah Um, and then yeah I will throw it together the night before Mm-hmm. Um, or if I do cook up a big batch of curry, I'll have that probably one or two nights throughout the week. Yeah. Um, when I know I'll come home late and don't really have the time to cook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea of the time that you put into the food mm. and into that sort of prep makes you appreciate when you're eating the food more, which goes back to what we were talking about with intuitive eating. Like yeah. Just slowing down and enjoying it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I guess part of the enjoyment comes from the cooking process. Mm. Um, I know that you're a bit of a whiz in the kitchen. I've eaten (laughs) some of your food. It's beautiful. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Has that always been like a key factor? Like growing up, were you in the kitchen with mum or dad or siblings? Yeah, I think my mum's had a huge influence on me. She's always cooked the most amazing food and um, she's vegetarian, so she's just always wanting to find new ways to make the food yeah she is so interesting Mm. and yeah different um so I think my passion has definitely come from her um helping her out in the kitchen and cooking together yeah that's definitely followed on to my habits today yeah Yeah. do you think that led into um, why you were drawn to nutrition in the first place I know obviously part of that was your teenage journey with food Mm. what I guess spoke to you about nutrition was that your calling mm, well um yeah definitely an aspect of it mum was always very health conscious and so was my dad as well mm. yeah I was always inspired by their food choices and 
Um, I was never allowed McDonald's as a kid, <laughs> which I hated at the time. Yeah. But, um, but you look back on yeah. it. I'm so thankful. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also, as I said, my past with um, sort of a disordered relationship with food, which led into gut issues, and I've also had um, really bad allergies and mm. eczema as a child. Um, so I think all of those kind of aspects have really made me so interested and so passionate about nutrition. Mm. Yeah. What to you about nutrition is the most interesting aspect, do you think? Oh, <laughs> that's so <laughs> hard. It can be more than one thing. Um, I think oh, there's so many things, honestly. there's just, There would be like one little thing in a lecture in my course and I'd just cling on to it and love it but I think the biggest thing to me is that it's completely personalized like everyone has a different diet and a different lifestyle and different needs so mm. you know it's like a little puzzle trying to figure out what That's cool. someone is struggling with yeah. and what they need help with and what they're good at it's just I find it so fascinating yeah that's cool yeah. it's like that little problem solving aspect yeah that's yeah awesome. um I guess that goes back to talking about the social media side of things and mm. how you see um I don't know sort of like clones of one another girls that look all the same and they're all eating small portions and things mm. it's like they're all a certain body type and that's how they're built but exactly we are all different and it doesn't necessarily mean that they're nourishing their body completely. I think that's something that people have to remember for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so you've spent, we've just spoken about, you've spent a lot of time in the kitchen growing up and being inspired by your family Mm -hmm. um, and your mum in particular. What are some of your go-to recipes and um, slash where can people find them if they're interested? (laughs) Well, I've post all my recipes either on my website or um, which is www.goodegnutrition.com mm-hmm. or on my Instagram at goodegnutrition yeah. um, but oh, some of my go to recipes I love making like wholesome food so big batches of um, I've been loving like lentil based pasta or being legume based pasta at the moment with lots of roast veggies and protein and stuff like that or a big stir fry with lots of veggies um, a sort of nourish bowl yeah um so you know sometimes it's handy having those prepped veggies in the fridge because you can just chuck them together in honestly like five minutes yeah um and then i definitely have a sweet tooth so i love cooking my desserts as well yeah that was my next question. Say real sweet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Don't make you choose. Yeah, no, I can't choose. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. It's like... Yeah, so let's talk a bit more about your mindfulness practices because I know that they're like a big aspect of your life. We spoke mm. about um, obviously that food being a really important thing but then you were saying movement and things. So how do you keep mm. that interesting and how do you keep... Do you have discipline with it or are you more compassionate or just like incidental exercise what does mm. sort of a day of movement for molly look like well i try to well i've been trying to kind of 
wake up first thing in the morning and then do my workout. So I'll either go for a big long walk and listen to a podcast or I'll go to the gym or I've been trying out um, like the reformer Pilates classes, yeah. which are they're so fun. fun. They're, they're yeah. so challenging. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it, but um, yeah, or yoga or just moving my body in some way, but I'm definitely not strict on it. And if I wake up, this morning I woke up and I was so tired, so I just slept in. Yeah. And that's totally fine as well. And it's being okay with not exercising all the time as well, which mm. has really helped my mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And I know um, the, I guess the seedlings for good egg nutrition was, um, were planted. We went for mm. a big, long walk on Port Beach. What have you kind of found since launching? Because you only launched like a few days into the new year, am I correct? Yes, yeah. yes. I think it was the first Monday of the new year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what um, response have you had since launching your website? Because I know you've had an Instagram presence for a mm. while. So were people anticipating it? Um, a little bit. I did a little bit of a lead up to it, but it was only probably like a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, everyone has been so positive and so supportive. I'm overwhelmed Aww. and so grateful by everyone who has given me love um, towards the website and my upcoming business. So yeah, I'm just truly so grateful. That's yeah. So beautiful. What's the overall mission, I suppose, for Good Egg? My overall mission? I haven't worked out completely an accurate mission statement yet, but I think my aim is for individuals to come out of a Good Egg nutrition consultation and feel inspired, empowered and educated mm. uh, and ready to take on the next actions to fulfill their goals, um, aspirations, and lifestyle um, with, yeah, without the stress mm. and without any restriction mm. or negative mindsets yeah, towards food and health. And do you think that was something that was potentially missing or that you didn't have access to when you were going through what you were going through as a teenager and in your early 20s? Yeah, definitely. I think that definitely was a gap in the market mm. um, when I was going through that and I didn't I didn't even know I was going through it at the time. Yeah, we often don't. Yeah, mm. yeah. I just guess I just want to help others so they don't have to go through the same. Yeah. Do you expect it to be young girls that will come to you? Is that sort of the target market at this point or is it open to everyone or yeah, yeah well I'm um, definitely open to everyone um, but I think I well I'm assuming that I will attract young teenage girls up until probably like mid-30s who mm. are struggling with their relationship with food and exercise yeah yeah that's cool and because it's like an online platform you'll mm. be able to be a little bit more transient and not necessarily grounded in one place is travel yeah. something that is kind of on the cards for you being able to kind of work remotely for people and with people oh definitely I've set up my platform so 
I do have locations in Perth that I would love to see people one-on-one, but I can use um, phone consults and Skype consults to contact people and to um, offer the same services to people anywhere in WA and anywhere in the world. Yeah, because I know um, Will travels a lot for surfing, your partner. Yes, Um, Yes, Is that something that you'd like to be able to kind of do with him and also be a bit of a CEO on the go, I suppose? Yeah, I mean, that would be ideal. (laughs) (laughs) But um, we'll have to see what the future brings because I know he's he's got extensive travel plans at the moment. Yeah. But I think it will be more towards one or two trips that I will pick. Yeah. To join along with him. I guess while we're on the topic of travel, how do you upkeep your own nutrition when you're travelling? That's probably a big one that people Yeah. That is a big one. Um Oh, where do I start? I guess one, don't feel pressured. Mm. <laughs> don't feel stressed that you're not going to be eating healthy all the time because sometimes you just don't have the options. Mm. Um, but try and do your research a little bit. Find some nice cafes around the area you're travelling to. Take advantage of supermarkets. I've always said to my nutrition friends that we joke about one of the our favourite things to do is explore the supermarkets <laughs> in New Country. I don't know why. Just love it. Um, but, yeah, you get to try all their fresh produce and um, make up meals at home as well as indulging a little bit and going out. Mm. And There's always going to be options on the menu for everyone. Yeah. If you look properly. Yeah. <laughs> and going for the sides if you can't as well. That's an interesting point, like just getting an accumulation of sides. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I know as like myself as a Gemini, it's sometimes difficult to choose what I even want off the menu, so getting a mix of things is a good idea. Oh my gosh, yeah, you don't want to talk to my boyfriend about (laughs) making decisions on the food menus. I'm really bad. Oh really? (laughs) Quite picky or? Just just very indecisive, Mm. yeah. I think because you're probably considering what all of it would taste like. Yeah. I want to try it all. Exactly. (laughs) You just have to go back. Yeah, Um, that's it. (laughs) What's the strangest thing that you've found at a supermarket overseas? Oh, actually, in Switzerland, I found these cricket chips or something like that. They were just like flavoured crickets. Did you taste them? No. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't myself to it. I just thought it was so funny. That is interesting. Yeah. Exploring the different produce that's out there, isn't it? Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah. And also the different ways that countries around the world produce their food as well. Mm. In a city like Perth, do you have some like favourite haunts, I guess, where you source things that are locally grown and seasonal and that kind of thing? Um... Well, my favourite place to go if I'm not working on the weekend is farmer's markets. I yeah. just love talking to the people who actually grow the food. Yeah. Um, I, can, I could spend hours at a farmer's market, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just see the love and the time and the passion people put into 
growing their own food and building up their business is just I just love it mm, yeah as well sweet. as getting such beautiful fresh produce yeah and yeah. knowing that it is seasonal as well yeah exactly it's there <laughs> yeah yeah it's just about education I suppose which mm. is part of an aspect of your platform as well yeah yeah definitely but again it's all about doing the best you can do so mm. you know if you can't make it to your farmer's market or you're midweek and you're out of food just yeah the supermarkets are such a convenient option and that's what they're meant to be so I guess it's just really up to the individual mm. yeah yeah definitely and um, I guess like treating yourself with compassion when you can't access the food that you would like to access all the time one thing that I do with my guests and kind of implemented it when I started the very first earthing of the month is the kind of mantra behind it is inspired people inspire which is something I got from my friend Luca like he talked about all the time from mm. yeah. um and yeah so I kind of like delve into other aspects of people's lives and ask them like what Netflix shows they're watching or a book that has had a profound impact on them or do you have anything that you can recall that yeah, might inspire someone out there? I think one book that comes to mind is um, Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl, I think it's called, okay. by Melissa Ambrosini. It's um, nothing to do, or a little bit to do with um, nutrition. I guess but it's negative self-talk. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely about negative self-talk, but it's got so much in it. It's mm. just full of... Um, yeah, inspirational words and really altering your way of thinking um, to serve yourself and to serve others as well out mm. of that. Um, yeah. And that's something you've been engaging with recently. I've actually seen on your yeah. Instagram stories you're, you listen to her podcasts as well. Yes, um, she's, yes she's also got amazing podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm now listening to her book on audible as well oh cool <laughs> yeah i don't know much about audible as an app what yeah. does that give you access to is it audiobooks just audiobooks, um or? yeah well i find honestly i sometimes just don't have the time to read mm. not a very good reader because i'll get halfway through a book and then get into some project yeah. <laughs> and never end up finishing it so i found audible and i think you pay something like 10 to 15 dollars a month mm -hmm. but you get a free book voucher with that okay so i usually only go through one a month anyway yeah um so you're essentially paying 10 to 15 dollars for a book each month each month yeah um and you get it all on your phone so i just love it because i'll go for a long walk and listen yeah. to it or i'll be listening to one in the car and it's just so convenient and it's yeah, I love hearing the people's voices who wrote the book as well. It's a way to explore the book in a different way. Is it just um, self-development books that you like listening to on that? Or would you listen to a fiction? Or Yeah, you definitely could. I think I'm mostly listening to self-development at the moment, but mm -hmm. I can imagine fiction books would be great as well because, you know, the author could put their personality in it. And yeah. Yeah. any of them so maybe I'll give Audible a go for 2020 yeah I would definitely recommend it yeah awesome um it's been lovely having a chat with you
you, Molly. Mm. Is there anything else that you'd like to touch on about Greg or just life or tips that people can take away? I guess um, helping people focus on a holistic approach to health and nutrition and reducing sort of that diet mentality and Mm. negative mindset towards food is my main goal yeah um and i guess something that the different barriers to entry for some people because i think Mm. some people like link mindfulness with spirituality but you don't necessarily have to be a spiritual person to be mindful yeah life practices exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah, and you don't have to be a nutritionist to be able to nourish your body. That's why there's people like you out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to watching Good Egg Nutrition evolve and, yeah, oh, all the magic you. that's going to come for 2020 and, like, this next decade. It's really exciting. Thank you thank so you. much. No, thank you for joining us. <laughs>